Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome in to the Morning Five podcast. Today is Wednesday, June 28th. And as always, it is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers catchy slogans a few billboards big results billy we are 36 days away from the nfl 37 days away from high school football and 59 days away from college foosball it's close man and it's getting closer by the day and i don't i'm so damn excited because i mean we are literally Probably next, you know, next week will be less than a month away. Yeah. And that's all that matters. Next week will be the last month of the year that we do not have football until you know, like March or April of 2024. Like, right. Uh, that's great. Oh, God. So I just uh, ta- talking to Tommy yesterday about high school football coming up get, has me amped up. Seeing all these posts on Facebook about uh, the football, the college football season starting up soon. That's got me amped up. I'm a big NFL guy. Everybody listening to this podcast knows that. I'm really amped up about that. Uh, it's um, I, I think it's kind of cool that, you know, leading into baseball season, the start of baseball season, you have hockey going on, you have basketball going on, football sort of just ended. So there's no real lull leading up to baseball season. And, and the same with hockey and basketball. Like you have you have football going on leading up into basketball in hockey season i mean the only thing we have leading up to the nfl is baseball that's it and you know when you play when you play 162 games you and i both big baseball guys i like i love baseball but it's hard for me to stay interested in 162 games a year there's not as much there's not as much emphasis or juice to each game that baseball plays there's there's almost this lull before nfl and high school football and college football starts there's almost this this lull of competition almost for a month that you're almost starved for a game like football. And it, it really leads up and builds up the anticipation for football season starting uh, late July, early August. So the USFL hasn't done anything for you? I haven't watched a single me. game, dude. It, the USFL is awful. <laughs> um, yeah. Ter- the XFL actually was not bad. They, they put a good product on the field, in my opinion. But the USFL is terrible. The thing about the USFL is all the games are in one place so like how are you going to create a following in multiple cities when all of your games are played in one central single location right yeah it's it's tough to do it's it's the usfl is terrible I'll, i'll say that the usfl is terrible um the xfl wasn't bad uh today is national tapioca day billy hard pass hard pass yeah you're not a tapioca fan are you no I, I don't know if I've had tapioca in anything other than pudding. I don't know what else you can make out of tapioca. Yeah, I'm I'm good either way. Nope. Mm-mm. I'll have to look that up. I have no idea what you can make 
Other than tapioca pudding, I've, I've never had tapioca in anything. I like tapioca pudding. Uh, it's an old folks type of pudding, but I've, I've always loved it for some reason. Yeah, because you're weird. Do you not like it because of the taste or the texture? The texture. Texture, yeah. I can understand that. Uh, Billy, last night the Braves beat the Twins 6-2. to two. Acuna and O'Reilly both with two RBIs. Murph with an RBI. It's nice to see him looking healthy out there. And Bryce Elder, six innings pitched, two earned runs, and four Ks. That a boy, Bryce. Looked amazing last night. Worked in and out of jams, it seemed like. Yeah, uh, the offense was on point last night again. Uh, three home runs. We had uh, Acuna, Riley, Murphy, all with the home run in the first inning. Then, then um, like Michael Harris and, and Ronald Acuna had another home run. So it was five to nothing quickly, um, and it was it was good to see. And especially when you have I, Bryce Elder still is a young kid to me. So when you have a young kid on the mound. Putting up those kind of numbers early on is huge for the confidence of of your starting pitcher. So, and he looked fantastic last night. So, it was a good night for the Braves. You know, I was happy to see that. And you know, as Blooper said on social media last night, four's a streak, boys. Let's Dang go. right, it is. Two's a streak. I'm I'm on that train. Two's a streak. Uh, it's you know always. Now that you pointed out how the win-loss stat doesn't mean anything in baseball, that, that every every time I look at a pitcher's stats, it's like the first thing that pops into my head because I, I 1,000% am on the same train as you are. It's, it's funny because the month of May, Bryce Elder had a 1.72 ERA, but he only had one win. In, yep. the, in the month yep. of June, Bryce Elder has a 3.56 ERA, but is 3-1. and one. Yeah, and I think... Uh... I think the stats now up to 14 of 16 um the uh, 14 of 16 starts that um Spencer Strider has had the Braves have won and I think he's got what nine wins yeah I think so like where where are those other five wins yeah yeah like that's mm -mm. no the Braves are the Braves are 12 and 4 when Bryce Elder starts so and he only has six there you wins go. So yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, it's a it's a terrible stat. It's it, it's awful. He has a he has a 2.44 ERA on the season, a 1.13 WHIP. Uh, and, and Bryce Harper actually came out in defense of Bryce Elder and said he should absolutely be in the All Star game. And I'm I'm right there with you, man. I I think he deserves to be in the All Star game. The guy has pitched phenomenally, and he's I would argue he's the second best starting pitcher right now in the Braves roster. Right now, absolutely. Yeah, over uh, between over him and yeah, I mean Strider's Strider's one, and I would say Morton's probably three. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, the Braves have now hit five plus home runs in a game seven times this year. That's a franchise season record. The franchise season record was actually set on Friday when they did it for the sixth time, breaking a season record in less than eighty-one games. Billy is pretty damn impressive. <laughs> yeah, you you're saying that lately. <laughs> Holy crap, man! This this offense has been just outstanding. Um, they never let up. You know, we talked about this, Bryce, earlier in the year. Just how well maybe we need to get a left fielder or what? Maybe like Rosario's had what eight home runs in the month of June. It's it's ridiculous, and you know he he doesn't look like he's slowing down. 
Michael Harris has bumped up his average up into the 250s at this point, which is absolutely ridiculous considering he was under 200 at the beginning of June. I, I thought about, you know, benching him at, at one point. It, it would suck because you would lose a, a great defensive glove in center field, but his, his hitting was that bad. Uh, Marcelo Zuna has... <laughs> You want to talk about a turnaround. Oh, man. Between Marcelo Zuna and Michael Harris. Holy crap. Between those two, those two have been... I'm, I'm kind of curious what those two, like, since the month of March, or since the month of May for Ozuna and the beginning of June for Harris, just how much, how well they've hit, well, I, like, I, combined. I can, give you, I can give you Harris here. Harris, just in the month of June, I know he started the streak a little bit later in June. Uh, but in the month of June, Harris is hitting 368 with a OPS of uh, 1.017. He has only one home run, but 14 RBIs. And the thing that I love most, three stolen bases, he has 14 RBIs and 12 strikeouts. That's what I love to see. Yep. When your RBI number is above your strikeouts, I am happy, especially in today's, you know, in today's ball game. And, and the same, it's the same for Ozuna. Um, he's he's hitting 324 right now in the month of June. He's got five home runs, 15 RBIs, and 14 strikeouts. Uh, I mean, and, and you talked about Eddie Rosario, eight home runs in the month of June, 19 RBIs in the month of June, and hitting 342. And Oz, o, Ozuna was definitely one of those guys early on in the season I wanted to trade or DFA. Eddie Rosario I thought was going to be a plateau, uh, plateau guy out there in left field. Uh, and all three of those guys have just been absolutely on fire in the month of June. And not only uh, those three, but you got to bring up Matt Olson, who leads, uh, I don't remember if it's the NL or all of the MLB right now, in home runs. And Yeah, I, it, the NL, because Shohei Itani is stupid. Oh, yeah. Anyway. I mean, it's, it's just, it, you never feel out of a game with this Braves lineup right now, the way they're hitting. I think the only thing we're missing is a, another starter. I'd like to see him bring in one more starter it doesn't have to be an ace it doesn't have to be a top of the line guy i'd love it if it was but i think we're missing probably one more starter that i'd like to see us add because i'm just i'm not sure i don't know what max free is going to have coming off an injury i don't know if kyle wright is going to be back at all this year um soroka has been doing well in AAA. I, I don't know what he's going to look like when he does get the call up to uh to the majors again i'd like to see them add one more starting pitcher before the trade deadline and you know Alex Anthopoulos is thinking that, and I I honestly believe that we're going to get to the point where they're going to be okay, and honestly, they're going to be fine, because Max Freed coming back is going to be huge, I think it's going to be a shot in the arm, because that just moves everybody down a peg, and if you get Kyle Wright back too, and Kyle Wright's pitching like he did at the, the end of last year, man, it's going to be ridiculous if you can get freed right and then you get bryce helder and then you get morton and then you get strider it's like oh okay yeah I, i'm okay with that starting rotation yeah oh yeah yeah if they're all healthy and pitching like we know they're they're capable of I, i'm i'm happy with that as well uh kobe allard is getting the start today against the twins the braves preferred having the left-handed pitch of allard instead of the right-handed pitching soroka facing twins today uh, left-handed hitters hit 282 with a 750 OPS versus Soroka during his strong 2019 season. Uh, with the upcoming off days after the Braves 
can carry four starters until the All-Star break. So it's just a spot start until Colby Allard. Uh, one more stat for Ronald Acuna Jr., who has just been on, a, on an absolute tear this season and setting records left and right. Uh, he is just the second player to have at least 35 stolen bases and 50 RBIs in his team's first 79 games since RBIs became an official stat in 1920. The other was Reds great Joe Morgan, who did it in 1975, which was the first of his back-to-back MVP seasons. Yeah, if Ronald Acuna doesn't win the MVP this year, something's wrong. It it would take it would take a, a, another another injury, a, a second half, you know, injury for Ronnie not to win it. I think right now because he is just. Don't you put that kind of juju on me? I'm just Richard saying that's, that's what it would take. I mean, that, that's that's how good his first half of the season was. Like he could have a very pedestrian second half of the season, and he still should win the NL Cy Young. I, the only other person, in my opinion that I've seen that deserves to be up there. And I don't know what his stats is. I just, I just watched this kid play is Ella Dela Cruz. And I'm going to, I'm just going to go ahead and assume that Ella Dela Cruz's stats are not close to Ronnie's right now, but just, just somebody that I've seen that I think is capable of winning the NL uh, MVP is, is that young man just because of all the weapons and all the tools that he brings to a baseball diamond. Yeah. I mean, he's, these talents that there's no doubt for sure i i do I, I my fingers are crossed i really hope we face the reds in the playoffs uh because that was one of the best braves regular season series i've watched in a long time yep yep it's gonna be uh and ellie de la cruz is just fun to watch too so yeah. kind of like you think acuna is like, we get blessed with that yep uh, Braves still remain up seven on Miami. Billy, we continue our NFL preview today. We have the Broncos and the Chargers. We're going to start off with the Broncos and Mr. Unlimited. Uh, the Broncos did not ride last year. The Broncos were expected to uh, be a big reason or a, a big reason that the AFC West would be a group of death last year with the possibility that all four teams might vie for seeding in the playoffs. Instead, they were one of the most disappointing teams in the division, with star quarterback that they traded for faltering before first-year head coach Nathaniel Hackett was let go in favor of interim head coach Jerry Rossberg. Can trading for Sean Payton in the offseason right the ship out there in Denver Bronco land? Uh, overall, the change at the top of the organization didn't result in that much roster turnover compared to other teams in the division, some mainstays like kicker Brandon McManus were let go while uh, Draymond Jones was allowed to walk in free agency. But the core of the team remains the same, absent Bradley Chubb, who was traded midseason to the Miami Dolphins. The offensive line could have used Dalton Risner, but adding Ben Powers to replace him and signing Mike McGlitchney can keep a relatively solid unit performing at a high level this season. In addition, the Broncos uh, replaced Jones and Chubb in the defensive line with Frank Clark and Zach Allen, meaning they shouldn't expect an extraordinary drop-off before as they switch systems on both sides of the ball this year. The Broncos really need that Peyton Wilson relationship to work out if they're going to have a respectable offense simply because they don't have elite talent elsewhere to pull that offensive along if Wilson is not performing the way that they think he can perform out there like an MVP candidate. I still have no faith in Mr. Unlimited, and I think the Broncos are going to be 8-9 and this year. That's fair. That's probably a fair assessment right there. 8-9 and is probably good for the Broncos. 
I think they'll be better. I think they'll be better under Peyton, but I don't think they're going to be like that much better. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I just, I, I don't know. I know a lot of Broncos fans expect. I've seen some Broncos fans online expecting to be contenders for the Super Bowl. And I just, I don't know. That roster is just not good. Like, they were 5 and 12 last year. I think they're going to be better, but I, 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 really don't see i don't see them getting above 500 i'd be pretty shocked if they finished above 500 this year yeah uh now flipping over to the chargers the los angeles chargers 2022 season ended in the most devastating way possible with the bolts collapsing and coughing up a 27 point lead to the jaguars in the afc wild card round which is one of the wildest games all season last year billy i, I was listening to this game in my truck on the way home from playing golf and i i literally could not believe what I was hearing. Blew a 27-point lead in a playoff game. That just that shouldn't that shouldn't happen in the NFL. Uh, as it should, it should, it should never happen. Um, as Justin Herbert enters his fourth NFL campaign, can the Chargers become one of the AFC's elite teams, or will they permanently be stuck behind Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in the AFC West? Yes, is the answer to that question. Uh, the Chargers will bring back much of their roster from 2022 as their only significant free agent addition was linebacker Eric Kendrick, who was signed on a one-year deal after being released by the Vikings. Kendrick could end up playing more snaps than than holdover Kenneth Murray Jr., who's been disappointing through the first three seasons, but off-ball linebackers typically don't move the needle for the defense. Uh, Quentin Johnson isn't a pure speed receiver, but he should add another dimension to Los Angeles' offense even if he has to compete with Joshua Palmer for that wide receiver three snaps at the beginning of his career. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams dealt with injury issues last year, while Allen could be gone as soon as 2024, so Johnston does add Charger depth at wide receiver uh, both this year and in in the long term. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, they've got to stay healthy and on the field for the Chargers to have a chance at repeating and going back to the playoffs. They're very injury-prone players, they have got to stay healthy and on the field for the Chargers to compete. Oh, I had a sneeze. Uh, L.A. desperately needed another pass rusher to handle reps behind Joey Boza and Khalil Mack, especially given that Kyle Van Noy hasn't been re-signed yet. They added uh, Tupiloto in the second round of the draft, but as with Johnston, there are questions about how much the rookie can contribute in year one. It won't be a surprise if general manager Tom Telesco adds another pass rusher before the season gets underway. I wouldn't be shocked if once we get into mandatory OTAs at the end of July and into preseason to see the Chargers add one or two more veteran pass rushers to this roster. Uh, While the Chargers should be able to compete for a postseason slot in 2023, they face the unfortunate reality of playing in the same division as Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. The AFC West runs through Kansas City until further notice, leaving Los Angeles to compete for a wild card bird. I, I like Los Angeles. I do not believe that they are going to be better than the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. That that would shock me quite a bit. I, I think I think they finished ten and seven last year, and I think that's sort of where they're going to be around this year. I have them at eleven and six one game better but i once again they're gonna be a wild card because they're not better than the chiefs they're a very very talented team and i you know there's a difference in coaching there you know and i'm not saying anything negative about the chargers coach but 
and, and my mind just went blank. That's why I just said Turkish coach. But <laughs> um, the he's he's not Andy Reid, and Andy Reid that that's the difference. When you have, I think the roster is pretty close, but also when you have the difference between Andy Reid and the, and then. Patrick Mahomes is just that much better than than Herbert, so it's a it's a difference, and that's a couple games difference, in my opinion. Yep. Well, uh, Brandon Staley is the is the Chargers the Chargers head Thank coach. Thank you. Yep. Yep. That's him. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'm I'm with you, man. It's it's. I think the Chargers and Chiefs have a very comparable roster, but it's it's Patrick Mahomes versus Justin Sherbert and Brandon Staley versus Andy Reid. Like, you know who you're thinking. Yep. A thousand percent. Yep. Uh, Billy, we have our pop culture Wednesday. Uh, we, we've, hey. we've gone through a couple of, uh, we, well, we've done baseball movies, top football movies. That's the only two we've done so far, right? Yeah, and we did the Disneyverse. Oh, the Disneyverse. Yeah, um, that, sort of, that sort of kicked this all off. Yeah. So I, That's what pissed us off. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think this, I think this little pop culture, pop culture Wednesday is probably going to be a mainstay on uh, on the morning five especially uh, for sure until we get up to football season um i i, I like these and i think uh, i think all of our listeners like these because everybody chimes in on social media when we put out our list so billy today we have the top five comedies since 2003 so the past 20 years the top five comedies that have come out and and as as everybody knows that listens to this podcast i'm a huge comedic fan um i i, I watch just about all the comedies that come out and all my football movies, or four of my five top football movies, were all comedies. So uh, I'm a big comedy fan. My, my top five since 2003 is this: uh, Anchorman, which is absolutely legendary. I, I've seen that movie, I, I don't know, probably 60, 70 times. I, I can almost quote that entire movie. I even like Anchorman 2, which I know a lot of people didn't like. I thought it was funny. I enjoyed it. Uh, at number two was Super Bad. We talked about this last week. If you could encapsulate my high school years into a into a video documentary uh it would be super bad it's just super bad i mean they did a they did did such a good job of of capturing what high school life was it was really like i mean it is super bad it is so accurate uh number three is old school one of the original kind of funny bro movies from the early 2000s it's just timeless i mean it is just here I go again on my own. See Will Ferrell out there working on his car and Frank Duck Tank and, and Blue. Like, there's so many iconic characters from that movie. Uh, number four is Dodgeball. Like, there is there is at no point I will ever see Dodgeball movie on TV that I won't sit there and watch the entire thing. It is it's one of the it's it's one of the greatest movies that um Oh crap! Why can't I think of his name? The main character in, in Dodgeball, uh, Vince Vaughn. It's it's one of it's one of the greatest movies Vince Vaughn has ever made, and and Ben Stiller is White Goodman. It's oh God, it's it's so funny. Meet my consigliere, my chef. Uh, and then at number five, I have Step Brothers. I I love Step Brothers so much. John C. Riley and Will Ferrell are an amazing dynamic duo. That I think the only bad movie they made. Um, was that Sherlock Holmes movie that I, I never saw that. But anytime you can get Will Ferrell um, together with uh, with John C. Riley, it is a uh, it, it's a win. And it really pained me 
not to put Talladega Nights up here because I, I love that movie. Um, it's it's one of the best movies, one of the one of the best comedies. You know, it's definitely top ten. Uh, so yeah, Anchorman, Superbad, Old School, Dodgeball, and Step Brothers are my top twenty in the past, or my top five in the past twenty years. So going back to Dodgeball real quick, White Goodman. Okay. Yep. That's a great. It's a great villain. Phenomenal right? villain. Great. Yes. It's funny because Ben Stiller had already played White Goodman. Yes, he had. Yes, he had. Heavyweights. Yes. How you? I'm glad you and I are on the same page. How you feeling, little Timmy? No, I'm feeling good. Why is that? Because I think everything's falling apart behind me. All right, step on the scale. Yeah, uh, heavy, heavyweights is very, very underrated, man. That is that is a that is a phenomenal movie. Um, maybe we'll do that next. Top uh, top comedies from the oh. '90s because heavyweights would be in there, man. That's heavyweights is is amazing. All right, give me all right. Here's my top five. I'm gonna go as I do. You know, Bryce always goes one to five. I'm gonna go five to one. Uh, at five, give me bridesmaids. Bridesmaids was such a side-splitting laugh-out-loud comedy that I couldn't, could not, you know, couldn't not put it on in the top five. Um, and, you know, people can say all they want to about it being a girl comedy. No, it wasn't a girl comedy. It was a straight-up comedy, and I laughed my ass off the entire movie. Uh, number four is old school. A lot of what Bryce is saying. Uh, and, and here's, I'm going to be a little bit controversial, Bryce. I know that you you probably are not are surprised by this. All right. So, I'm not a fan of Will Ferrell movies where he is the lead character. Just well, tomorrow uh, I'll be looking I'm, for a new podcast uh, partner. <laughs> um, the oh, really? Yeah. Wow, it's, dude. It's just, I I don't know. I don't know why. It just seems like it's a little bit just over the top, and it's just not like his 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 characters are so much better when they are side characters oh so oh so, god that hurts my heart billy <laughs> i so when i think of frank the tank or frank i think of tank, him, tank. his uh, character in um Oh God! What was it? Uh, Zoolander. His character in Mugatu. Uh, <laughs> what um, is this a school for ants? <laughs> his, his character in Wedding Crashers. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're yeah. just they're Mom, just so much where's better. The my... <laughs> I don't know what she does so, back there. So much better in my opinion. So <laughs> I think old school is is part of that. God, Wedding uh, Crashers is so good. Yeah, it was. It pains me not to put it in there. Uh, super bad at number three. I've got the forty-year-old virgin at two, and you want <laughs> forty-year-old virgin was just one of those movies that was funny from start to finish, and it just made it was for for guys to know like the virginity side of things, and then the the scene where he had the hard on was walking around the house. And, like almost pissed himself in the face because of of that was the, was so funny. Um, and then I don't know how you didn't have this movie in your top five. And how dare you? This is my number one. It's The Hangover. 
how do you not have the hangover in your in your top five, let alone number one? See, I'm, the hangover- I'm not a big fan of either one of your top two. That's I, I just oh. yeah, I know I know a lot of people like the hangover. Um, I I don't know. I, I just I don't know. I've, I've not I haven't even I know they made sequels to it as well, and I've never I've never seen the sequels to it. Um, I don't know. I just I didn't really get into the hangover. I couldn't. I mean, it has one of the greatest songs ever written in a comedy, though. I will give it that. Um, uh, Zach Galifianakis is, you know, we're going to get you back to Tyson in your cozy time, babe. And then we're going to find the best friend, Doug, and then we're going to give all my best friend, Hub. <laughs> I mean, it is, that, that that song is iconic. There, There's good scenes in it, but I, I don't know. It was just... I don't know. I, I, I never got into the hangover. And same with 40 year old version. Like I never, I think this is going to be super nerdy of me, but I think the thing that's always stuck in my head about 40 year old virgin, uh, is the fact that they were playing a video game at one point in that game with a Nintendo 64 controller and the video game that they were showing wasn't ever available on the Nintendo 64. Um, it was a PlayStation two game. So that I don't know why, but for some reason that scene has stuck in my head for the entire time that since 40 year old virgin has come out all right well whatever and and one one movie that i didn't have in my top five that i highly suggest if no one has seen it's very underrated you won't watch it because it is a will ferrell uh led movie it's semi-pro uh well will Will ferrell plays a, a basketball coach and player and owner uh and it is hilarious well my honorable mention is obviously Wedding Crashers. So I think Wedding Crashers one. is one of those movies. That's a good shout. And Isla Fisher is in it, so sign me up uh, for anything yes. Isla Fisher is in it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm all in for anything Isla Fisher. Especially when Isla Fisher... Too? Yeah. Isla Fisher is playing somebody who's not terribly mentally stable. <laughs> yeah, that's a win-win, pal. You motorboat in front of him. Were they built for speed or built for comfort? <laughs> we'll dry it up. <laughs> uh, All right, tell us, uh, tell us on social media what your top five uh, comedies 2003 are. It's, I'm sure we are going to get a lot of backlash for ours. I don't care. Nope, me neither. <laughs> All right, for, let's get to the Marines House scoreboard. Every single team in the National League East won last night. Uh, Marlins beat the Red Sox 10-1. to Brewers fall to the Mets seven to two. Phillies beat the Cubs five to one, and the Nationals beat the Mariners seven to four. On the Smith Four covering games and events calendar tonight in the NL East: Marlins at Red Sox seven ten, Brewers at Mets at seven ten, Phillies at Cubs at eight oh five, and Nationals at Mariners at four ten. And obviously, the Braves will be playing an afternoon day game tonight or today with Colby Allard on the bump. And that's your Swiss or covering games and events calendar. That game is at like twelve twenty or something today. Yeah, twelve twenty. That's business man special. That is a that's an early one. Uh, all those businessmen are going to be bringing their daughters to the game today. That's really cool. It's a, yep, it's a fun day. Fun day when you can have a daddy daughter day to the uh, to the Braves game. Uh, Billy, you need another <laughs> cup of coffee, man? Yeah, let's do it. Let's set it up. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Uh, way too early 2024 NBA mock drafts, Billy, have Brody James going to the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, I'm... I'm uh, okay. 
Yeah. Uh, I want to I want to see what he does at USC. I'm but, with you. Uh, I'm, I'm, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm on the no thanks train. Uh, I think Bronny is going to be a fringe player in the NBA. I don't think he's going to be a starter. I don't even think he's going to be good enough to come out of college after one year. Um, I, 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 I don't know. That brings a, that brings a lot of stuff. If you draft Bronny, you're not just drafting a basketball player. You're drafting the entire circus. That's going to come with LeBron James's son. And Amen. I, I don't know, maybe it's something the Hawks want. So we'll, we'll see. It's, that's a lot. That's a lot of baggage. Um, but we'll see how his season goes at USC. Uh, shoot, maybe he, um, maybe he tears it up out there, and he's a lottery pick. And I hope the Hawks aren't in the lottery this year, and we don't even get a chance to draft him. But yeah, that's uh, what everybody's predicting right now is the NBA draft. He will fall to the Hawks around around the thirteen to fifteen area. A uh, little bit, of, a couple of sad news. Uh, former Arkansas quarterback Ryan Mallett dies in apparent drowning yesterday. It sucks, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I remember him in Arkansas. He was really good. Dude, dude tore it up at Arkansas. Got drafted by the uh, the Patriots. I, I'll be honest with you, Billy. Not surprised um, that this happened. Uh, it, it happened in, in Destin, in Florida, and man, the rip currents down there, dude. It it's they are they are nuts. I think when the in the couple of days that we were down there in Panama City Beach, I think they had seven people pass away because of rip currents just getting taken out. Um, the, the, the weather and the rip currents and the tides and stuff down in PCB and the panhandle at the moment is it's bad, dude. It's, it's really, really bad. I mean, they had, they had police on the beach. They had police helicopters flying over the water and they had, you know, the, you know, the planes that fly up and down, uh, the coast with like the advertising signs on them. Yeah. They didn't have advertising signs on them. They had big signs that said, stay out of the water dangerous riptides i have never seen that in in all the years that we have been going to panama city beach i've never seen as much of a police presence out there the water as bad as it is so um ryan mallet passing away is horrendously devastating to him and his family it's it's terribly sad but i mean on that little panhandle destin you know the the gulf uh pcb all around there man it's it it seems it's happening every single day and i just anybody that's going down there to vacation or that's going down there to play baseball, just please be aware of, of how dangerous the ocean is and, and how dangerous those riptides are because, I mean, in a, in a split second... On the flags. Yes. If it is a double red flag, I'm I'm being serious. Stay the hell out of the water. Um, and if it's a single red flag, like, don't go in above your knees. Like, it's, it's not worth it. And no matter how good of a swimmer you think you are, you can't beat a riptide. Like, you just, you can't. Um, so please just be very, very careful when you're down there uh, vacationing this year. Uh, the uh, the Kings acquire Pierre-Luc Dubois from the Jets and reach terms on an extension. Big get for the Jets. I've heard of Pierre-Luc Dubois, and I'm not really an NHL guy, but I've heard this name. Yeah. Luc Dubois is going to be good for the Kings. Um, it's going to be, it, you know, I, there's going to be a lot of trades happening within the next 24 hours because the draft is tonight. So... Oh, um, Connor, Connor Bedard is coming to Chicago. I thought the draft already had Welcome home. <laughs> I didn't. No. Oh, I thought they already had Bedard. <laughs> nope. That um, happens tonight. So, you know, what, what are the, the odds? What are the odds on Connor Bedard going number one? Like, I, w- I wonder if they even have odds up. I wonder if it's uh, I wonder if they've taken no, it down. They don't they don't have odds on number one. They have odds on number two. Uh, that's that's kind of what I figured. I'm surprised they didn't yeah. do that in the NBA with Wimby. 
Yeah. 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 They, they, they don't have they don't have number one overall pick odds. <laughs> no, they've got number two. Who's got number two odds? So, yeah, it's it's gonna be a fun night uh, for Chicago fans because you know we get we get Bedard. Yeah. And I, I'm excited about it. Congrats, dude. Congrats on Connor Bedard. Um, yeah. uh, another kind of sad story that popped up yesterday in the NASCAR world: Jimmy Johnson won't race after his in-laws and nephews, uh, in-laws and one nephew, were found dead in what they uh, think is a, a murder-suicide, um, which is hor- horrifically 11-year-old nephew, which is horrifically sad. And it was—it's weird. Um, uh, Jimmy Johnson's mentor when he got into NASCAR was Robbie Gordon's father. I, I think his name was Brad. Um, but it was Robbie Gordon's father, and Robbie Gordon's father uh, did the exact same thing to to him and his wife. It, it was very weird kind of symmetry there. Um, the T's and P's go out to the to Jimmy Johnson and his whole family. It was his it was his wife's um, obviously father and, and, and mother stepmother. So T's and P's go out to them. And uh, you know Matt and I have talked about this. NASCAR is a, a very very different uh, organization. I don't know. It's, there's a much more family feel around NASCAR. So I know everybody in the paddock and everybody in the garage and everybody is uh, is hurting up there in Chicago for, for Jimmy Johnson and his family. T's and P's go out to them. Uh, Billy, and today in 1907, the Nationals steal a record 13 bases off of catcher Branch Rickey. The most ever stolen bases stolen off of one catcher in a single MLB game. I'm surprised I didn't steal that many off Bobby Cox because Bobby Cox was that was a catcher as well and yeah he didn't get left in long enough to for them to steal that many bases off there, there's a reason there's a reason branch ricky and bobby cox uh didn't make it long as a catcher and moved on into being a general manager and branch ricky ended up being the general manager of the brooklyn dodgers and signed uh some some kid out of uh cairo georgia Ah, yeah, doesn't ring any bells. Sorry, don't know any of those guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, Branch Ricky's from uh, from Ohio. Yeah, yeah, I did. I think he's from like Wesleyan or something. He's got a uh, so. he's got a he's got a building at Ohio Wesleyan University. Um, I forget what the building is, but it's called the Branch Ricky Building, obviously. But I forget what the, I forget what yeah. it was. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, thirteen stolen bases. You got anything else today, Billy? No, man. Let's get out of here on a hump day. On a hump day. Let's get out of here. Move one step closer to football season, and we will see you all tomorrow morning. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbor! Just shake!